the Legacy Project has been designed to help you become a strategic thinker in the area of preserving wealth and more importantly, on becoming a custodian to wealth and building generational wealth for your family, your loved ones, your children and your children's children. My name is Richard Anser. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode three of the Legacy Project. My name is Richard Anser and welcome to my show. And today I want to talk about something quite different, I guess. Not to be all mundane or, or doom and gloom, but we're going to talk about celebrating our loved ones before they die. And also a couple of other things I've noted down I wanted to talk, talk about as well. Now, the reason why I, I want to start with this topic, it's been quite, it's quite close to my heart last week. We had a, a family member really close to us pass away. It was very sudden. And, um, you know, it's, it's really shaken the whole family. And it's been a tough one as well because uh, the whole family lost, lost their mum as well. And that was a year ago. So, you know, two deaths of uh, loved ones in, within the space of a year or just over a year has been really, really hard. And what I wanted to really share is not remembering necessarily someone's passing away. That's not really the point I'm trying to make. It's remembering the ones that we love whilst they're here with us and celebrating them as best you can, as if it was or would be their last time you'd ever see them. So, for example, birthdays or any kind of celebration, Christmas, or even just when you see them, when you meet up, meet up with your friends, you know, schoolmates or whatever, at the pub or, you know, some kind of reunion, uh, your children, their birthdays, or just, just want to celebrate them and going out for a meal. Tell the people you love that you love them. Tell them that. Don't just think it. Make it a point to celebrate them. I think we spend so much more money on death with funerals and, and wakes or nine nights, as we call it in our community. Um, you know, people coming around, making the effort to, to share it and, and pass on their condolences, uh, baking cakes, buying food, uh, drinking, laughing, and trying to make you know the family members who you know be happy over a period of time until until the burial. Now. That's a lot of money that's been spent on that. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. That's not the point I'm making. Don't misconstrue the point. What I'm saying is if we can go through all that effort when someone has passed away and, and they don't even realize it themselves because they're not here to enjoy it, why can't we make that same effort when they're here, when your loved ones are around? Make, you know, Live life as if it was the last time you're ever going to see them. Take those photographs. Share them reminisce, reflect on the previous years or even the day before or the last event that you mess up and how wonderful it was. Tell people you love them. Forgive them if you've you know, had a row or you've um, you know, had, a, had a falling out. Get back to normal terms quickly. You know, my favourite book talks about don't let the day fall down on your wrath. In other words, if you've had an argument settle it quickly before the next day just because you never know what's going to happen and I think you know learning from this me personally so I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you all right so learning from this it, you know I, take, I make it a point to tell my children that I love them and tell my wife that I love her and tell my parents 
that I love them, but I want to do it more meaningful and celebrate birthdays as if it was, you know, the best, the biggest and best birthday ever. Christmas, you know, I don't even care about what kind of day it is. Just make it a point to celebrate. I'm not really one to celebrate, um, you know, diary days, Christmas, Valentine's, whatever day this is, whatever day that is. You don't need a reason to celebrate someone. You just need to celebrate them because you love them. And that's the first point I wanted to make. Just really make it an, a, a real effort whenever you can. Don't go overboard. I'm not saying do it every single day and, and, and make the person uncomfortable. But when you do do it, make a real effort, you know. And also, if you're on the receiving end of this love, accept it. Accept it. Embrace it. Smile. Thank everybody. And enjoy it, you know. And also be quick to reciprocate when it's time. But don't do it because someone's done it to you. Do it because you want to do it. It's so important, I believe, to be able to share with your friends and your loved ones and just express to them in, in your own way as best you can and do it differently, you know, not just a card, but, you know, just the same way someone's passed away and you, you release balloons or lanterns or doves. Why can't you do that when someone's alive? Why can't you do it now? Why can't you do it on their birthday or anniversary or whatever? And just express it and make it a big deal. So I'm talking to myself, as I said. And if this means anything to you, if it resonates with you, then by all means, feel free to take up that challenge as well. But I think it's something we need to do. Rather than when the person's gone, we decide to make an effort. I think it's, um, I'm not saying it's not right. I'm just saying in reflection, it means we could have done a lot more when they were here. And you want them to be able to recognize that. Maybe people would live longer if they knew how much they were loved. If maybe many more people spent time telling people that they, that they were loved and how awesome they are whilst they're alive, we might find our loved ones living a lot longer, a lot healthier, less stress, less worry, less disease, less anxiety, because they know they're in a safe space, they know they're in safe hands, they know they're in the vicinity and in the love of, of their family and their friends, and their spouses, etc. So that's what I wanted to share. That was the first thing. The second that I made is really to do planning for burial. Again, it's, it's, uh, I know it might sound a bit mundane, and all of us listening to this might be thinking, well, I'm way too young to be thinking about kicking the bucket just yet. But what the cost of uh, planning the funeral, on average, including the burial, you're looking at around about between ten and twenty thousand pounds. You know, buying a plot of land to bury your loved ones is like buying a house. You know, you're you're leasing a, a, a parcel of land for sixty to seventy years, and so it's not cheap, especially if the grave site that you're wanting to bury your loved ones is a private uh, burial ground. You could be looking at maybe nine or ten thousand pounds, and that's just at today's prices. And and it's been proven that um, costs for funerals and burial uh, double every twelve years. So um, it got me thinking. You know, maybe we should be talking to our loved ones about that type of thing. I know it might be uncomfortable, but it isn't inevitable. At some stage, that we are all going to pass away at some point in life. Now, 
ultimately you want it to be as late as possible. But you still want to be prepared. You don't want to be late. late. Um, I don't know if burden's the wrong word, but you want to have provisions in place so that your loved ones are not having to scrape around or maybe, you know, financially find it a challenge to, to find that kind of money in a very short space of time. If it's been prepared for, it's less stress, it's less anxiety, you know, especially if you attach it to how you want to be buried, how you want, or maybe not buried, or maybe you want to be cremated, maybe you want to be uh, buried next to a tree, you know, you might have your own desires and ideas of how you want to go. Write it down so that those who love you know exactly what you want, and then we really will stop arguing or stop bickering or stop any kind of uh, contention between family members and loved ones. Trying to, you know, if everyone's putting in their 10 pence worth as to how they feel their loved ones would want to be buried or would want to cremate you or would want to have their, their send off, can cause unnecessary confusion, strife, argument, and then it leads to problems, right? And that's the last thing families ever need. And all families go through it, okay? All families go through it. I, I, I see it a lot in friends who's, you know, whether they're abroad or over here and their loved ones have passed away. And if there's been no preparation, there's argument on both sides of the family, especially if they're married, you know, it causes the problem. But if you've just drafted it down already, especially if you've already got a will and you know exactly how you want to go, how you want to be, sent off how you want the whole funeral procession to, to go ahead and it's planned with precision you know what music you want you know the color of your coffin uh what church or if you're going cremated you know where you want those ashes to be spread etc it, it does actually just make it more of a let's follow the procedure and make sure we do it as well as we can scenario as opposed to i think they would have wanted this or i think they would have wanted that and to get into argument and unnecessary fights and, and uh, confusion, all right? Um, you know, money always brings the best or the worst out of people, unfortunately. And um, when when death occurs and there's a, a, a financial challenge uh, or an expectation of money, <laughs> it can cause people to act a little bit weird sometimes. So planning ahead of time, will help alleviate and prevent people from acting weird. And so we're going to talk about that in, in another session. But really, I wanted to just reflect on the fact of, have you thought about your burial plots for your family? Have you thought about um, starting to save or putting a plan in place uh, for funerals and, and burial costs? Because they can, if they're unexpected, it can be extremely costly. And um, not everyone has 10, 20 grand just lying there waiting to pay for burial. All right? Um, so, it, and it's important, yeah? Especially, again, having a will in place will help definitely accelerate those things. If you don't have a will, it could delay in access to that kind of money, even if savings are in place. So these are the kind of things that, you know, thinking about a later life, no matter how young you are now, and even that your your uh, parents, if they're getting on in age, have these conversations. Um, not that you're trying to get rid of them, but you want to make sure that uh, 
the right things are in place. And if, if they are not in place, then you can start making provision for it, whether privately or alongside with your loved ones uh, to make sure that um, when that day eventually arrives, that there's not going to be any surprises or um, financial challenges or people getting into debts, uh, payday loans and all that unnecessary high interest rate loans just to, you know, get the right um, funeral or burial or um, that hall to make sure it's the right party and, and the right decorations and you're going to, it's like weddings, right? People get into debt just to make it look good. Unfortunately, funerals can be the same. And I'm just saying, um, if we plan ahead of time for our loved ones, I'm not saying it's easy to do, um, but if we do and ask a question, or even if we don't talk to them about it, put something aside, um, just just in case, you never know, I think it would really make a big difference. Um no parent ever wants to bury their child before them they pass away themselves. And um, we need to just have every provision in place, even for the worst-case scenario. Uh, and it's quite uncomfortable talking about it, and it's probably even more uncomfortable listening to it. But it's a, real, it's a reality. And I don't know, as a parent myself, I can't imagine... I mean, yeah, I've got provisions in place, don't get me wrong. I don't want to have to talk to my young children about this right now, but if it ever occurred, you know, at least my wife knows that things are in place, my children will be protected, and vice versa. And I, I just, it, it's, it gives me peace as a father, as a provider of the family, that even if I can't be here, that they still will have provision. It's so important. And so, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it'd be good to you know let me know what you what you think. Have you have you experienced anything like this? I know many people have losing loved ones and family members going crazy, siblings turning against each other because of I don't know inheritance not being correct or people getting into unnecessary debts to pay for burial costs because there's no other choice. There's no provision in place. And they've, they've had to find a way to make it work. And so um, it can be really tough. So, you know, two things we've mentioned so far, you know, talk about celebrating our loved ones and having a plan for when that day eventually arrives. Um, the practical side of it, are you prepared? It's so important. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to really talk about and share today. There's the two things I had noted down. They are real. They are challenges that we will all face at some point in our lifetime. It's not something that is exclusive to only one person, one person or another person. At some stage, whether it's now or 50 years' time, you're going to experience bereavement. You're going to experience the loss of a loved one and maybe even be the one to have to plan and prepare for burial, etc. There's nothing worse than uh, retrospective thinking and say, no, if only I had done X or Y, when this, because I listened to this on the, on the Legacy Project, <laughs> for example, and there's nothing worse than saying, oh, you know, I, just, I, I wish I hadn't had a fight with that person, or I wish I'd told them I loved them more, I wish I'd shared our memories more, I wish we had celebrated hard and celebrated wonderfully when that person was alive. There's nothing worse than um, retrospectively regretting not doing more. 
And uh, I just want to make sure that uh, we are aware of that so we can actually do something about it. All right, so that's me over and out. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. So I trust you really enjoyed the show. Feel free to check out my website, which is oncewheelsandtrusts.com. That's www.oncewheelsandtrusts.com, where you can find out more information about how to set up a will, if that's what you're interested in, or find out more about your situation, whether that's business orientated, if you're a property investor, uh, if you just want to protect your family, uh, for savings and investments that you may have and you want to talk through with someone who understands exactly what you're trying to achieve then check out Once World of Trust also feel free to check out the 30 day challenge that's been set up there just go to the website and check that all out you can also book an appointment via the website if you want to talk to me directly but otherwise thank you so much for spending time with me on the podcast see you in the next show